Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. Broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios, I'm Ms. Shannon, and once again here with my good friend, my partner in crime, Jayton Satia, Executive Director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Hello, Jay. Hey, hey, you're very yellow. You're glowing today. Not I, that you don't glow all day, every day. But I know that we were in Minnesota, and I am going full in on spring, even though it's not officially spring yet. I am over our winter, so I am trying to speak truth to power. With my bright lemony colors. I yelled out speaking truth to power <laughs> when my basement started to leak oh. because of the said spring in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that was, well, yeah, just like a lot of other people are experiencing, where's this water going to go? Right. Water, water finds ways. We had uh, uh, snow, then ice, then snow again, then rain and rain and rain. Right. So for anybody who's listening to BR Geek and you're not here in the Midwest, you are very fortunate because we are having the most weather. I learned a couple of things about weather. The so most weather We have ever. had the most weather <laughs> ever. And so here's what I've learned throughout this particular Minnesota winter because it's been so extended and prolonged that our National Weather Service Twin Cities, who I follow on Twitter, Shout out to the National Weather Twin Cities. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. So I follow them on Twitter, and they have got to use all their weather words, like every weather word. So here's one of the first thing that I learned. No way. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing I learned is the word grapple. G R A U P E L. Grapple. So that's not a wrestling term. No, not grapple. Grapple. So what grapple is is basically a wintry mix that is somewhere within, like a little more aggressive than sleet, but not quite hail. So I, that's grapple. I didn't know there were variations <laughs> there of are. things falling down besides snow and rain. Nope. So now we have this sleep. new thing. So we have grapple. The okay. next thing so that I learned. we have had grapple. We had grapple. So a couple okay. of weeks ago when you thought, is this yeah, yeah, freezing yeah. rain like, or is, is this, this like, what are these little ice pellets? They're grapple. Not hail. See, not hail. So if it's like ice pellets that are kind of the size, slightly larger than uh, a large grain of, of rice, that's grapple. Gotcha. <laughs> so I learned that. Here's the next thing I learned. Ponding, P-O-N-D-I-N-G, ponding. That's not ice hockey on No, what it is, is um, since we've had so much rain, yes, and then we're going to have all of this snow melt, yes. someone asked them if there was going to be any flooding, and mm-hmm. their response was, we don't see any flooding in the forecast, but there will be ponding. So ponding is if you have really large puddles. We don't call them large puddles anymore. It's like if you have, so those big giant, like what is that? And it makes sense. It's very self-explanatory. So if you see a puddle that you're like, oh, I don't want to drive through that because my car will hydroplane. Now, you know, it's called ponding. it's technically not a pond because it doesn't exist. (laughs) No. Really. It's a new pond. And actually, is there a a word, uh, I guess this is more of a construction word, but you know, those giant, giant, giant potholes. Oh. That are literally wrecking havoc on people's cars right now, but they've been masked. You know what for they're the calling? Last three months with ice because you can drive over them because yes. they're water and then they freeze and they're like, oh yeah, okay, it's just I'm driving over ice. And here's what ice. Like here's what I know those are called, and I just noticed it because I passed um, one of the the electronic billboards yeah, okay. that talked about yeah. it, and so they called it a road event. 
There was a, <laughs> there was a, they called it a, a road surface event. A road event. A road like, surface event is like what somebody it was. Ordering a pizza as they're driving and to be like, yeah, I'm on 35. Bring me a pizza, and that's a road event. So I think that this is just it goes back to why it was a good thing for us to start. Um, our process, you know, you and I started in the last episode, pass the password. We so, did. We and did. It, you know, so what we did is we was like, you know what? There seems to be a number of shows that are on streaming services that we tons don't watch. And tons and tons and amazing, probably. Yeah. And, and some not so amazing. But so we don't know what we don't know. No. So and we came up with this thing. Yeah. And we kind of said, well, you know, we kind of have movies on lock because you are definitely, especially with, you know, everything you do with the Twin Cities Film Fest. Yeah. You know, you do that. I go mm-hmm. to a lot of movies as well. Yep. But we don't binge all of the time Correct. as we should. So Correct. pass we the should. password, as you mentioned before the show started, is off to a slow start. Because we gave each other, like, too much homework, I think. I think, Last episode. I think we got too excited too soon. <laughs> right. And even though we said, yeah, we got seven days to make this happen, we also have our lives to make happen and our work and family and children. All the normal stuff that you normally watch, too. So we weren't going to, like, I didn't put any of my other normal watching habits aside. Correct. Like, I, I made time for additional things. Right. Which is fine. But I did not get as far as I thought I would. Right. And I tried to go, am I in the right mental headspace for oh, some of the shows yes. that you gave me? Like Narcos yes. and these other things. Oh, like, that is not a yeah. happy-go-lucky. No, show. and I needed I needed a little more joy in my yep. life, so I didn't even start that so one. So you did not watch Marie Kondo? No. You that's, know what I did watch, that's though? That's packing thing, which yeah. says keep everything that sparks joy, get yeah. rid of everything else. What I do watch when I want to feel like that, though, is there is a Netflix series called uh, a Netflix show called Minimalism that makes yes. me feel good about all yes. of the things that I. That's one of my soothing shows. That Great British Break Show. I was uh, looking for those kind of things. Last night we started Queer Eye. The new, ah, the new season, nice. Okay. Okay. So that was that was nice. That was I a, want yeah, to watch joy. that. Okay, I want to watch that because I do enjoy Jonathan. I was a big fan of Jonathan. <laughs> when I he's was still not at the very beginning, but that he he is definitely um, won over my heart. But I knew Jonathan when he was doing Gay of Thrones, and so I was a big oh, fan of him sure. as a comedic hairdresser, actory yes, guy yes, yes. when he did that. And so what I did get to watching, okay, so you and I both got to, because we you know, chatted back and forth this week, we both got to one of our Pass the Password homework shows yes that was the umbrella academy yes the umbrella academy which you can find on netflix it was released last month so we're not even that behind because of the tail end of february so you get that one and the umbrella academy i think is a very interesting show because it's about a uh it's a comic book based show like so many other things that are out there um that was written about a comic book series that was written by Gerard Way, yes. who we know from My Chemical Romance. And this is a perfect thing for what's going on in my life right now is because I've been feeling kind of emo because I had to put my current gentleman caller on pause. Mm-hmm. So I was already like sitting there, and I'm like, I, I got through a lot with My Chemical Romance. Do you guys remember this, this one? This would spark joy. Everything going on. The thing about My Chemical Romance and the thing about Gerard Way is that if you are a My Chemical Romance fan, the Umbrella Academy series totally makes sense. It does. It kind of, and it's very it music driven, which I wasn't expecting. Which like the, the soundtrack was, is dope. It, it actually was a very pleasant surprise. I think I'm in love with the soundtrack. Yes. And I'm, I haven't been as far as you have. You've actually. <laughs> you have, <laughs> I already you, told Jason. You don't. I told Jayton, I'm like, because here's what happened. 
because since I, I suddenly had no plans with the gentleman caller, and I was feeling just a little bit, I should just stay in bed because that's what I, I'm like, you know, if I go out right now, I'll make bad life choices. So I decided <laughs> like, just like to, today, today's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, people so might make some bad, bad choices. life choices. So I just hunkered down and barely left my bed. And so I, that gave me enough time to not only watch the Umbrella Academy in its entirety, to start afresh and watch it a second time. In almost its entirety before I dozed so off. So you watched the entire series. So there's eight in like episodes. A d- ten, I think. Ten, ten episodes. In a day and a half. In a day and a half. Twice. <laughs> yes. Twice. When did you sleep? I didn't. I would like kind of doze off and then wake back up and then back the episode so, up a little so bit. I am in I'm episode eight. Okay. I'm episode eight. And the way I was talking to, the, the, the way I binge shows or at least the way I consume content, if I really enjoy it. I will take my time with it, as if again it was not not necessarily a back in the back in the day when you you know once a week episode that comes out on, on live channel five and you just watch that no right. not like that I, I mean I would watch two episodes at a time plus I also don't have ten fifty seven minute blocks in a row well I'm not either. gonna you could if you decided to get really, divorced really, and really, then get rid of your child really really <laughs> wanted to I could but, but that, that was a fluke because my son is with his dad yes, and right. I suddenly was like uber single so that's the only reason I had that so much time so let's talk a little bit again but I think it does give you yeah. a good indication of what the Umbrella Academy does because it is that in between tone and tenor it's definitely a dramedy with superheroes so when I went into it my wife kind of kind of put it when she first watched the uh, trailer, and she watched the first episode again with me. Right. Uh, I watched it. I'm like, you'd enjoy it. And she was like, it seems too much like Lemony Snicket. Like the, it does uh, have that. Like that trailer the vibe. Color, actually, t- yeah, the color, the palette yeah, of the it looks similar. Palette. Yes. Like it, and, I, and I can understand that. And she enjoyed the, the first episode, but it's not a, I don't think I would need to wait on her to finish it. Okay. Those things. It's dark-ish is what I call it. It's not completely dark, but it is dark-ish. It is dark-ish, and I think I enjoy, uh, again, I enjoy that color palette. Right. Because I'm going into it in, in more of that fantasy land anyway, so mm-hmm. I need a little bit more of that, not necessarily graphic uh the, the graphic novel vibe, right? But I definitely get it with yes. the choices, with the set designs, with the um, even some of the the language that they use, right? Um, I it, get teeters, that it teeters, like it's and like and and I don't feel like it goes all in on every swear word, and it's violent, but it still distances itself from the violent. Do you it, know, it wasn't it, as far as the casting goes too. I think it's very well cast right. overall. And I think it, when you throw in a, um, a Tom, Tom Hooper mm-hmm. in it, uh, a known person, a known individual out there. And Ellen in, Page. And Ellen Page. And you mix in some unknowns. And I think that has a unique quality to it. You got Mary J. Blige. Right. In the show. Who I did read an article where she actually trained a lot to be able to do all her own stunts in really? it. Really? Yes. And so she is a very interesting character. So I'm not a huge uh, I love her music. Mm-hmm. I think she's an amazing musician. I think she still needs to work on her acting. Oh yeah, it's a, a very bit. just Mary J's Blige was there. Just, <laughs> she's, she's just there and she's delivering her lines. <laughs> and I think her counterpart in the um, they play Cha Cha and Hazel. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige she is Cha Cha. Cha Cha and Hazel. They're contracted killers mm-hmm. that go through time and space. 
I'm not giving anything away. Nope, you are not. Um, but I think Hazel's a better actor. I think he carries her through. Oh, he is a scenes. wonderful character. Yeah, so he carries her through, which you don't even think that she's not a good actor at that point. Right. And again, Mar- I love Mary J. Blige as, a, as an artist and, and more power to her. But it's one of those things where you see a person, you're like, yeah, I could get behind this character, get, get behind this actor. And I do think overall there is so the, – the characters and the other actors, I think – have a lot of flavor. If you look at the primary, the the people who are the superheroes, and, and there they, they go, we'll just go by their numbers, so again, we're not giving yeah. anything away. If you go by all of the actors that play anyone from number one to number seven, they all are so, like, I felt like it was like a rich broth of them. Like, they all, like, I really got into them, and I'm like, okay, I get it. They are, it. and again, they're, uh, the concept is that they're all born on the same day mm-hmm. to mothers who are not pregnant that morning Correct. after they gave birth. Mm-hmm. And so they're all adopted. So they call each other brothers and sisters because they grew up that way. But this one billionaire right. weird dude, we'll call him that because I don't want to spoil it for no. that anyway. Yep. He goes out, he adopts as many of them as he can, yep. ends he, up with seven, and s- tells they're going to be superheroes. Essentially, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about them, not knowing if they wouldn't have powers. superpowers mm-hmm. or not. Um, you can, one of the characters supposedly doesn't have a superpower. Um, it's a it's an interesting concept. And I, did right. you ever read? Question for you: Did you ever read the graphic novels? Or the I went back comics? and read the graphic and? novels, and I do. Th- but I like these kind of novels, so I was like, okay. And I did enjoy the series enough that it made me go hurry up and look at stuff online, and figure it all out because I'm all on board. And I do think you know, you d- it's not official that they're green. Uh, lighting a second series or a second episode, but I think they they would. I think they left it in a way, and you're not here yet, I think they left it in a way that they were holding out hope that they would do well. Um, I know from reading online, Gerard Ray, he has um, already, like, because there are books and books and books, so he's already given some suggestions on where they think they should go when the next part of the series He's like, obviously like, okay, I'm going to back up, you know, as much as I can. But I did think it's interesting. Like, it made me, as someone who was a My Chemical Romance fan, it really made me look into Gerard Way's background, too, and how he was a comic book guy first. Got it. And, you know, like, I found some interesting little storylines about him, about how he was working as an intern at the Cartoon Network in the September 11th attacks. And he was all like, wow. I need to, like, hurry up and go and do something. Okay. And I can't just sit here and sure. just waste, I think, wait on things. So he ended up making this band. And be and instead of going, I'm going to hang out in the basement and talk about being artistic, I actually make some actually, moves. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I didn't know that he was a comic book art guy I first. And it turns out, no, that's what I was doing. And then I also can play instruments and also can be in a band. And then all of a sudden he's my chemical romance dude. Yeah. And so now it, does, it makes total sense. So he's like, yeah. And I think that was it, cool. I, I, it ran its course, though. I'm back to this. It's 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 I, from what I can read, and again, my own preference on what I consume. I would watch a second season just to see where it would go. Again, I I'm agree. not done with the first season yet, but uh, I like it enough to binge it my the way I like to binge things. Which right, is a couple episodes at a time over. You know, again, it's been a week. Don't hold me against it. <laughs> you, you've watched it twice already. Um, the one the one thing that I did not get to yet that I gave ourselves assignments on what we were going to watch. Um, I did not get to uh, Star Trek Discovery yet. And, and that, but, is, but that fair. is my goal. My goal is to finish. I, and I think I'm going to finish Umbrella Academy this weekend. Okay. And then get to Star Trek Discovery. Because we're week. at season two of that, and I'm behind. I'm not done with it either. Um, and that was part of the conversation that you and I had, too, is that we were like, you know what, passing the password is a lot more complicated than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the way that you consume 
content now. And because there are all these splintered um, content providers, mm-hmm. so there's all these splintered st- uh, streaming services, like what's on Hulu, what's on Netflix, what can I get through Amazon Prime? It made, you know, it made me realize, I'm like, oh, wait, I never did download CB All Access, yep. just the app. I did it through Amazon Amazon Prime. Prime, And so I'm like, and that's what I had meant to do with stars. Because I'm like, one of the things on my list was to watch American Gods. Haven't gotten around to it yet. But I wasn't going to go just get the stars app. I was going to go through their mini app in Amazon Prime. So I like the show Billions. And the same thing with Showtime. Like I got their free app for like a week and I binged Billions. Right. And I'm kind of like, oh, I should go back because it's coming back again. So I'm like, I need to go back. Either just pay for it or just get a new username, password, (laughs) and just get a new. (laughs) Again, you try to get it's a la carte and as much as we all think that um, cable is expensive, a la carte can get really expensive really quick. And I think that it's going to get more like that. And that can actually lead us into the conversation about just streaming services in general. And part of what we talked about last episode is also what counts as a movie. Is a movie a movie? Should everything be uh, up for Academy Awards in the same pot? Should we ma- differentiate? You know, because we, you know, now a lot of films, it used to be the cream of the crop or what you were aspiring for was to be successful in a box office. And it seems like that is slowly pivoting to not necessarily. And one of the articles I was looking for as we were talking about streaming service and what we're doing is that we've been waiting on that new mutants, uh, that new mutants movie that they've been green lighting and putting down a new. So now there was an interview that came out that said, well, now instead of sending it to the theaters, they might just release it on the new Disney Plus streaming service when this Disney Fox thing goes through. And going, is there still honor in that? You know, because so much of what we do now, now we see that Roma can get an Academy Award nomination. It's, if that's how people want to consume their content now, do we get to be disappointed (laughs) and go, no, you have to see it in a movie theater? Back in the day when there was only one option to to go watch movies, right? It was theater first. Right. And then eventually and then blockbuster. Right. right? Eventually, eventually you get a DVD. <laughs> you made it to, to your household somewhere, somehow. And if you really didn't see it, eventually you'll come out and you can sit there and, and wait until it comes on some free TV channel. Right. You so know, so we do that. So I don't know. I mean it's just, it's gonna be an interesting uh, next decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Almost in in discovery, right? Like the discovery of content, and we're grappling with that with the film festival, right? On a regular basis, my our artistic director and I have these regular conversations on, you know, do we go out there and curate content that would be available uh, the same day, right? And we showcase it into our you know into our festival. Literally the next day, people can consume it on iTunes and and Amazon, um, or do we? give um, a different audience, like our theater-going audience, uh, a, a glimpse into a film that currently is available on iTunes, but they just don't know about it, or they right. don't have Hulu, or they don't have the Amazon Prime, and we're showing you a film that is currently available on those streaming platforms. Right. But that goes against why why we exist as a film festival, which is Discovery, which is... Um, no, these films are currently not available anywhere. However, we do want you to support these independent artists and in getting their word out. And independent artists don't really care how many, like what platform, as long as they get as many viewers as possible. Fair so, to, to 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 you know, for this mutant uh, project, uh, I just want it greenlit because I want to see it. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Fair enough. And when it gets greenlit, I will figure out where it is going to live. And then I will see what bandwidth I have to go grab that platform uh, and, and consume it. Right. So, for example, if this comes out on in a movie theater mm-hmm. and an average price of a movie theater in the Midwest. Right. There's there's. It, it depends on where you live, but it's like ten to twelve bucks. Right, that's ten to twelve bucks that I could spend on a movie. Go to go to it once, or pay ten bucks for this new platform for a month. For a month, <laughs> right? Like yeah. literally for a month, and then also consume everything else on that platform as well. Right, on top of this particular content, so I can go either way. I'm going to spend my money regardless <laughs> to watch this movie. Just it's much more cost effective for you to make your own popcorn too. So it is. <laughs> But not at the expense of coming to the movie theater. Right. So, I don't know. I, I can go either way with that. Well, I am with you. I am kind of okay with seeing them however you consume them. Sometimes I enjoy seeing them in the theater just because I like having that destination and that time. Because there are a lot of things that are streaming, just like our Pass the Password, I mean to, and then I don't get around to doing it. When if I go, no, like Captain Marvel, I wanted to see. I wanted to see it opening night. I bought my tickets well in advance. I've yes. been waiting for them to put, you know, Avengers Endgame tickets on sale so I can buy them ahead of time and know that I get to see them and go, where does this fit into my life? Correct. And block out that time and go see that film. And look forward to that time. It's a vacation. It's right. a mini vacation for your mind. Right. To just get away from the day-to-day, whatever that is. Uh, you look forward to something, and I encourage everybody to have a couple of things every single week that they look forward to, and and without besides saying, oh, it's the weekend. Like, no, 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 other things that are better for your mental health. That's what I want to encourage everybody to do. It's just like two things every single week, and they could differ every single week. They could be the exact same thing, but it could be family time. It could be going to Pizza Hut. It doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as it brings you mental calmness, mm-hmm. that's a vacation. Well, Jayton, I look forward to you watching the last few episodes of Me The Umbrella too. Academy so that we can actually talk about it because there's a few things to be revealed to you and everybody else I'm out excited. there. I'm excited. Yeah, so and then we can move on to the second season of I, Star Trek. Fair Discovery enough. Together. And then I'll catch up on the first season first. Okay, you do that and then I'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll sit here and mark time until you get here. But we have a guest today and so when we get back who are we going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to one of my really good friends uh, he's been friends f- uh, with me for a while uh, he's an entrepreneur to say the least and his newest venture is literally on fire he's going to talk about anything and everything you need to know about cbd Ooh, i'm very excited so we'll be right back on be our geek Welcome back to Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something. I'm Miss Shannon. That's Jayton Satia broadcasting from the Twin, City, Twin Cities Film Fest studios. And Jayton, thank you for bringing our guest today. You're you told welcome. me a lot about him. I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, Steve Brown has uh, mm-hmm. been a really good friend of mine, and he is actually starting. Uh, he started uh, a very, very, very innovative business in a space that we're just learning about a right. little bit more in our state, but it's been around for a while in other states. Um, so I want to introduce him real quick. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Steve's uh, basically a savant in <laughs> uh, anything and everything, uh, hemp and CBD and marijuana. He used to work in an industry in L.A. and California and in, in Colorado. And like so you've, you've been in the part of this industry at one, c- at one capacity or the other. You're originally from Minnesota. Yep. Right, so you, you so you left that realm, came back here to started diving more into CBD. So for our consumers, 
of our audiences who are consumers, tell them about what CBD is. CBD is amazing. It's a <laughs> cannabinoid. Okay. And so what CBD is, is um, if we look into uh, cannabis, right? So there's THC and then there's CBD. There's over 150 cannabinoids. Right. Um, CBD just happens to be one of them. And so there's a lot of data showing that CBD can help out with anxiety, depression, um, that special time of the month ladies get. Right. Um, and uh, menopause and many other ailments out there. Uh, the ones that are really studied is going to be your anxiety, PTSD, and inflammation. There's a lot of wonderful studies out there showing how that helps. So the nice thing about CBD is it doesn't get you high. Right. Now, if you smoke it, which is interesting, you might get a body feeling. Okay. So, what do you mean by a body feeling? Steve? So it, it's more of a euphoric type of feeling that you're going to get um, versus a head high. So when you smoke, you know, marijuana, typically you might get the munchies, you might get a little bit high and giddy and funny and laugh a lot where um, with CBD, you're going to get more of this body feeling. So your body's going to feel good. So it's, it's a little bit different feeling. I mean, you can, I wouldn't say you can necessarily operate a car okay. uh, on it if you smoke enough of it. Um, but I could definitely say that um, you could definitely function on your on your normal daily tasks that you're going to do, like even work. So if you smoked CBD before work, get rid of that uh, stress and anxiety, um, people tend to, to, to choose to do that. So there's many different forms of, of CBD. Right. You can have it as a bath bomb. Um, you could take it as a tincture. You can uh, smoke it like you smoke it. Marijuana. It okay. actually looks just like marijuana. It okay. even smells like marijuana. Okay. Uh, the difference is that with CBD, um, well, hemp plants in general, they'll they'll grow to about eight feet. Okay. And then um, they take about uh, five weeks to actually be ready to cut down and to start processing into either flour <laughs> um, or into other type of um, uh, of products, which is interesting. Where marijuana can take up to 8 to 12 weeks for the cultivation process. So. And I'm just fascinated. I honestly was not paying a lot of temp ta uh, attention to the hemp industry when things were coming out. Like, I remember when I was living in Austin, there were all these places that were, hey, we sell this particular hemp product, or here's a hemp bag, or here's a, something that's to that effect. And, you know, or suddenly I remember seeing it in different um, bath and body works type products and those yeah. kind of things. I'm like, what good is that? What is it supposed to do? Like when you would read that on a label before, what was the benefit yeah. to me getting a hemp-based shampoo? Right? Yeah, it, great. So um, it's it's different. So there's hemp oil, hemp yes. seed oil, and then you have CBD products, CBG, and all these other ones. So each one's going to do something a little bit different. So okay. let's say most hemp products that you're probably seeing, it's going to be a mega fatty acids, omega-3, gotcha. omega-6. So it's kind of like a fish oil, but it's really good for your skin. Okay. Um, so that's why um, they add hemp into those products. Fair enough. All right, now, that makes sense. Now let's say there's a body oil and you're having like, like we carry a certain body oil by Siskiyou Sungrown. And basically what you could do is you could take this little roller ball and you can put it on that area. And it's, for me, it's better than Ben Gay. So Fair it enough. So gets rid of that pain. Okay. So depending on the product um, and the strain. So that's the fun part about um, CBD or hemp is that um, there are so many different strains. There's an indica, there's a sativa, there's hybrids, just like in marijuana. It just right. happens to be more CBD than THC in it. Right. So the legal definition of a hemp plant is any plant that is under 0.3% of Delta 9 THC, and that's the stuff that gets you high. Gotcha. So you can have the same strain. You could have... Uh, 
you know, sour diesel as a regular CBD product or sour diesel as a THC strain. And that so. is not helping, I don't think, the industry. The fact that they have all these kooky names that I can't keep track of and they're just like so <laughs> hip that they just, because I mean, you know, from a family perspective, we've been looking more into what's going on with the medicinal cannabis things yeah. because yep. they, I mean, especially watching the way that that had gone since my son happens to be on the spectrum, I had, you know, some of my parenting groups that were in places like Colorado or in California. I had already heard a lot of anecdotal information from other families that said that their children had done really well um, using medicinal cannabis versus some of these other medications that are out there. You know, so we had been watching that for a while. So when, you know, I start talking to like people and we say medicinal cannabis, I try to make sure I say medicinal cannabis so that they don't think that I'm out there doing like if you call it you know, something cool. Sour diesel. Sour diesel. They're like, why are you giving that to your kid? Like, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't I, I, sound right. I understand exactly what yeah. you're saying. It's kind of interesting. But working in the in the, in the the cannabis space, so when I first started working in the cannabis straight space, I worked on the medical side before it went rec. Right. But literally the, the, the same strains that you're getting on the rec side, recreational side, is the same that you're getting on, on the medical side. Um, so if you walk into a dispensary out in California, you will see – that you just got a strain called sour diesel, right? But what they need, so what? But what they do is actually lay out what that particular strain does, right? So there's a there's a, a website called uh, Leafly. Yes, and Leafly allows you to look at what the strain profiles are and the the good effects and the bad effects based on that particular genetics. Right. So it actually comes down to the genetics of the plant, and that's why they call them all these different names because you are going to get a different effect depending on the way that those genetics were put together. Because I remember asking someone, because we have some friends that uh, that imbibe more often than I do. I was never good at it well, you know, as a recreational user because mm-hmm. I'm a little paranoid. And every <laughs> time I tried it, it, I just exacerbated my paranoia. And they're going, well, that's because you use the wrong stuff. Well, possibly. Well, I don't know what questions to ask. Yeah. I just know that no, my right. friend who said try this, I did. It worked out poorly. So, <laughs> you know, I, so I was trying to do a lot of research that, you know, so that I could make wise parenting decisions based upon what I was doing for um, my kid and then watching you know like I had some friends that may have had other health issues like Crohn's and the way that they you know they were on it when they were first like that was added to the uh, medicinal list sooner than autism was so they were telling me even from the first time they started using it when it was a much higher level of THC and that they've pared it down and found their little sweet spot yep. in there. So I, I'm like, oh, wait, you can, you don't have to just jump all in, and everybody's different, right? It, it, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm starting to see more and more marijuana products being really high amounts of THC. Okay. And so for a new user, that's probably not going to be the best feeling. Right. No, They're right. going to get anxiety. Also, too, is... People will purchase a sativa at first, which is probably not the best idea either because sativa is going to give you a bunch of energy, but that also comes with anxiety versus like an indica strain that's going to make you a little bit more on the sleepy side, Mm -hmm. um, less irritable. So there's definitely a a clear difference between the two. And, you know, when our parents, you know, let's say grew up in the 1960s and and even, you know, the 70s, the marijuana back then actually had a higher CBD profile than THC. So the THC profile is about 3%. That's what my mom says because my mom was super cool. Like she was super cool and was like hanging out and had like one of those really cool disco jobs in the 70s. You know, and so she tells me the things that you that they have now 
are bananas, like just unnecessarily potent. (laughs) She got to say. Absolutely. Okay. I can't personally handle a lot of the marijuana products now uh, when I know it sounds bad, but in high school I might have smoked once, 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 once in a while. Yeah. And, uh, and it was completely different than it is today. Right. So even when I go into a dispensary, there are only certain brands that I'm actually going to purchase because of I know what that effect's going to look like, and it's usually going to be a higher CBD type of content of, of marijuana. So when consumers, your consumers, because let's talk about nothing but hemp, Yep. Uh, which is your store, um, when somebody walks into that physical location that you have, what are and they're brand new they don't know anything about it and again i think you and i talked about how majority of your work is education yes it's around cbd and then you make them feel comfortable you give them all the answers you're not there to sell anything um what are some of the things that people are are walking into your stores for what are their underlying reasons the number one I'd say is anxiety. Okay. So I have a lot of doctors that will send people in who have major anxiety issues, and it's either PTSD. I have women who've come in who've unfortunately been raped, mm-hmm. and they're looking for a solution to kind of help them manage that those feelings. Right. And so CBD, certain strands of CBD help out in that area, like Charlotte's Web, Siskiyou Sungrown. Those are two brands that we carry that a lot of people use for those type of issues. And that was one of the things that we were discussing, you know, as far as the spectrum goes, is that it versus, you know, when I was reading what could possibly be the side effects of putting him on medicinal cannabis versus keeping putting him on any of these other anti-anxiety medications, I'm like, oh, there's a lot more side effects for the the prescribed things versus if the cannabis doesn't work, no harm, no foul. You know, kind of thing like, yeah, it didn't work. Okay, fine. But I didn't feel like there was something, that laundry list of, you know, maybe he's sleeping too much. I didn't mean for him to sleep that much, you know, or something to that effect. So what do you usually see when your um, people walk into your store and go, what do I try first? And then what should my my expectation be? The first question we ask them is, why are you in here today? You know, what? what's the reason? What brought you to actually wanting to take CBD? And everybody's story is a little bit different. You right. Know, you have the stoner who wants to stop smoking marijuana. Okay. And so they're moving to vape pens that have CBD, and it gives them a body feeling without getting them high. That's so this is a patch. What's that? So this is essentially a patch for them to get off of that, the, the, the addiction that they currently have. But this is... Or it's a, it's a transition. It's a transition. So it's an mm-hmm. effect that they could have that could make them feel uh again not completely abandoning their addiction but again transitioning out of it um, or maybe it helps them with the the positive things that they got from you know what they were smoking without a bunch exact, of the negatives exact, so they're like exactly. okay well i don't want to feel yeah you know i don't want the euphoria i can't do anything I stuff but i don't want to be anxious now right. because i'm so used to that Yep. Okay, got it. Exactly. And that and that's the most common thing that that we see at least on the smoking side. Then then you have those other people who let's say have anxiety and they're just done with taking any type of medication and you know they'll always ask us, "Hey, can I take this with my medication or can I get completely off?" And you know, we naturally have to say you need to talk to your doctor about it, but a lot right. of people take it and make the decision to wean off over time. Right. But that's their own choice if they if they chose choose to do that. And it's been very successful for a lot of our customers that come in. I mean, they come in on a monthly basis. They're they're no longer taking their pharmaceuticals and now they're taking something that's natural that makes them feel better. All right, Steve, I need us to take a left for a second. Okay. So we yeah. already talked about that I don't know, sour what did you call it? Sour, sour diesel. diesel. Okay. Do you as a purveyor 
have to try and be overly professional or do you have a fun job? Like, is the industry in such flux that you're like, everybody thinks that we're like, we all we do is just sit around and get high movies, like all of those, like the, the hazy move. I can't even remember. But I, you know, yeah, what was people, that? School days? You yeah, know, does everybody yeah. just think it's that? People think I just watch movies for a living. Like, right. I mean, I, it's, a, it's an icebreaker. That's actually what I tell people. It's like, what do you do in your industry? But no, that's a portion of what I Does your job do get business. to be fun or do you have to be very forthright and and they because you're so worried you're trying to destigmatize the cannabis industry actually it is a very professional environment so when you walk in you're going to see chandeliers you're going to have this very like apple feel to it when right you, when you walk in and and so we want to get rid of that stigma um but we do have we do have fun okay I mean, we do have the 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 occasional you know, marijuana customers that come in and they want to joke around and have fun. And so we might have some conversations and laugh and, and have fun. But typically it is a professional environment of people who are, you know, 45 plus that are coming in who have real issues that sometimes cry and tell you about their issues. Right. And then we have to be there to, we're almost like counselors. Right. I mean, it, it, it goes beyond just CBD. It's having those really in-depth conversations that are really hard for people. Well, where's the industry going? Like, is, Min- is, is Minnesota in the middle of, of you know, if on the spectrum of we're super into it and this we want to legalize it everywhere to let's never do it? Where's Minnesota fall? So here's a really interesting thing. At least um, there was a bill that they were trying to pass to legalize marijuana, and it didn't go very far. The Republican side basically shut it down, even though the population of Minnesota, I believe, which was 80%, wanted it to be legalized. Right. So now we're... <laughs> I know the public's a little upset right now. They they want to figure out a way to make this change. Uh, in regards of CBD, the movement in hemp moved so quick that the FDA and the pharmaceutical bar- board is having a hard time shutting down the CBD movement. And they said, you know, there's nothing we can do at this point in time. We just want to make sure that the products are out there are safe. Okay. So that's their big thing now. Well, I mean, everybody is getting into it because I remember, and on the websites that I read, and I pulled this up, when I read that Martha Stewart was getting involved in CBD, I'm like, that is like so Martha Stewarty to me because I knew she had some <laughs> hemp products in her little like it, you know, it's good. But she actually went into business with uh, Canopy Tyler Growth. Perry? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian pot grower Canopy Growth is yeah, who so. she's with, and so she's in with them. And she's and, it's, and the 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 press release was perfect because it was very Martha Stewart. I am delighted to establish this partnership with Canopy Growth and share with them the knowledge I have gained after years of experience. I'm like that is so like it's it's there and then there's pictures of her and like Snoop Dogg. I think we all were like, of course Snoop Dogg would do it. Yes. But when Martha Stewart chimes in, don't we all have to go? That's that's uh, it's, how it's, can it not be legitimate? I mean, I know she went to Oprah jail. Next. I mean, I wouldn't. It, Gail, know. Oprah and Gail should have one. I, I, I that mean, would be funny if if Oprah, because she has every other product. She does. She, so it's good. It it's good hemp products. It wouldn't surprise me if majority of the people that we admire, and, and again, I'm in the entertainment industry, admire as in professionals and and really great at what they're doing. I I, I bet because majority of these individuals live on the coasts have some stake in the game already. Yeah. Right. Behind Willie Nelson. Yes. Yes. Well, he's mm-hmm. got. A, He's got. He's front facing. <laughs> Montel talk- Williams. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, actually, you carry a product that it, that Montel has. Um, his face is on it. Yes. Yep. It, it's it's phenomenal. So he suffered from MS, mm-hmm. and so he has a THC brand, and he also has a CBD brand. <laughs> and so we happen to carry a CBD brand. One's called Alert, and another one's Relax. So depending on 
the molecules that they're pulling from the, the plant is going to be the effect that a lot of people get off those products. Okay. So um, people choose to go to his alert product versus taking Adderall. Okay. So it's really interesting. It doesn't give you any heart palpitations. You're not going to get a heart attack off of it. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. Are there any studies? Because, uh, again, as we talk about, this is still fairly a young industry. Uh, compared um, to every, you know, all the other pharmaceuticals that we know? Well, that's the funny thing that a lot of people, you know, that, that is the thought process of a lot of people. If we really look back, 2000 BC is when, when we started <laughs> having these hemp products. Okay. And they were used in almost every Chinese medicine. And they were also used uh, in the early 1900s. And there was 400 medical products that actually had this in it already. And so there was And then we said stop doing that make stuff in a lab. Yep. It, it, <laughs> okay. Exactly. All but right. it, it goes yeah. even further than that. So you don't want to talk about diversity issues. So in the 1920s Henry Ford developed a vehicle out of hemp. So it ran off of hemp. It uh, the the plastic pieces around it like the whole body was made off of hemp. There's actually a, a video on YouTube that shows him trying to smash this car with a sledgehammer and it would not dent. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So the tire and oil companies went to him and said, hey, we'll give you millions of dollars not to put this in production and <laughs> put your other cars in production. And he said yes. So then after that, they lobbied with the state and they called it. Uh, they came up with a campaign saying that marijuana and hemp products were a black drug. Right. And that it's this horrible, horrible thing, and it makes people crazy. Yes. And it will make you rape people and all this stuff. So it was, it And was, all the reefer madness stuff. I remember reading yeah. about all of those things. And I do think that that's still a lot of the reason why the lobby is so behind versus the alcohol and tobacco lobbies that are out there. Yep. So it is interesting when you go, okay, so this is, you know, and that was, I mean, I, and, 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 you know, Full disclosure, as a brown person in America, that was part of what I when I when I put my yeah. you know when when I was going through the process of should we do the medicinal cannabis, I'm like, oh, we're gonna go through the most legitimate route yep. ever because I had some families that were like, well, we just tried the CBD, and I'm like, first of all, I don't know if I have the background to really make the right determinations and for for my kid or what even questions right. what to ask, but I'm also not going to use something that even seems a little bit black market. Because I have a little brown kid, you know, kind yep. of thing. So I'm like, nope, let's go through what the government says is okay and jump through every hoop. Yeah. So do you feel like sometimes you're still handicapped based upon those stereotypes from before? Oh, yeah. Okay. A- absolutely. I, there's definitely some issues. And even with, you know, certain police departments, you know, mm-hmm. we have we have multiple locations. We have four locations. And in certain locations, we will not carry certain products because of the stigma around it, and the police are not educated, and sometimes they don't even want to hear about, right. you know, the data on how these products actually interact, and they're still thinking that this reefer madness thing, that it's this, you know, addictive property, it's bad for you um, type of thing. Right. Well, what is the next goal for you? Like, what do you, you know, so you so you said you had four locations. Yep. So how do you make this grow? Like, and I'll, we'll use this example. So um, every, for, for, we'll say about a year and a half, every corner was popping up a vape store. Yep. And you saw vape everywhere. There was all these different things. There was all these commercials. There was all these, uh, every, every ad in our local newspaper had some sort of vape location. Yep. So, but now we've seen now there's other studies that are coming out and those things seem to be tapering off. Where are you in the life cycle as a, uh, as a, uh, with nothing but hemp in that industry? You know, this is a emerging industry. And so, you know, they're looking that this industry, the hemp market should surpass 
the marijuana market okay tenfold because people are not getting high off of it and they're choosing to go this route versus marijuana so that's the cool thing about about the hemp industry in regards of the way that we're growing we're growing through affiliate model that's very similar to crossfit okay um so we'll bring on affiliates we actually become a training company we're all about education so our job is to keep on educating our affiliates and of course our own corporation so we're only going to have about six of our own stores but okay. the rest are going to be based on an affiliate model and force us to support those affiliates as we grow and so we do want to be the fastest growing and the largest most respected cbd retail brand in the united states just like how medmen is in the uh uh legal marijuana space so when i hear those commercials on satellite uh, program this tune into this um investment opportunity live seminar with john boehner and he's going to tell you how to invest in the cannabis industry it's the largest what are they trying to get me to invest in and how are they taking my money from me steve what are those things so so if we're talking about the marijuana business it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting area to invest in right okay so so it's not federally legal mm-hmm. so anytime that you invest in that um most likely you're going to have to fill out a, a 280e which is an illegal document showing that you are investing into an illegal business wow. you're not going to get a lot of the same tax benefits okay um now will you get a return depending on where you're investing so if, if it's in canada i could see that a return is going to happen if it's going to be in in california right now you might have some issues because there's still so many illegal stores that are out there where a lot of these cultivating facilities and even dispensaries are starting to fail because people are choosing to buy from the illegal market because there's they're not taxed at 25 percent or 35 percent okay so it's a it's a very tough business so be very cautious and where you're going to invest your money into a cannabis business it's still the wild wild west okay there's a crossover between the illegal and the legal side of the business when i was in the reason why i left my contract it had to do with seeing the illegal side and the legal side merging together right it was really scary okay so it's a it's a tough market the hemp industry you're not seeing that same thing you're seeing a lot more um doctors and uh educators and 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 people that actually have i would say degrees and i don't i don't say that's the number one thing i don't even have a college degree but you're just seeing a little bit a different level of of professionalism in this space which is nice so i mean it's like oil and gas okay right so it was a wild wild west back then. Now it's a lot more controlled, and you can actually make your investment back in oil and gas. And I think that's coming down the pipeline for marijuana and CBD. Um, it's again, like like Steve mentioned, it's all about making sure you yourself as an investor are are knowing the risk, right? Investing, regardless of a stock or whatever, is still knowing your risk. And if you don't have enough knowledge before you invest your money, you're more likely to lose that money. Right so, away. so Steve, since you're our, our, our cannabis geek, what else do you watch when you're out? I know you have you're a parent as well. How many kids do you have? I have uh, my son and a soon-to-be stepdaughter. Oh, so, so ten and seven. Nice. Um, and uh, what actually got me into the CBD world, which is kind of funny, is my fiance was suffering from horrible migraines. Right. And when I was in Vegas. Um, she was in Vegas as well, and her migraine was terrible, and her girlfriends were going to meet with her, and they were going to go out and have fun, and she, it, was, it was just horrible. So I said, why don't you try CBD? And she's not a person who'd ever smoked marijuana or anything like that. She tried CBD, and it worked. And okay. I was like, oh, my gosh, this, 
business, if it works for her, yeah. why can't this work for somebody else? I actually really see this working. And that's what got me into this. Um, my son has ADHD. Um, uh, the, the doctor that we work with uh, is, is highly recommending not to give him CBD, okay. which is funny. Um, uh, I disagree, but the, my, you know, former partner, um, is against, you know, the, the CBD. So it's, I'm in this weird space of, well, if she's against it, can I really administrate it on my son? Fair enough. Right. 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 Um, even though I want to, because I believe on the natural side, but you know, so that's some of the, the stigma behind it that I, because a lot of it is a matter of being, especially when you're like, how do you come to grips on making, because it has to be consistent just like any other thing. You know, it's still, if you're using it as as a medicine, you still have to be consistent and use it appropriately. You know, and the hard part that I'm finding is that the the fluffy part of, you know, maybe this much to that much, like the range of going, am I giving you enough or I'm not? So you kind of have to just, Go with it and try for a while and see what works, and then be a you know don't be afraid to do something else. Yep. But I am very fortunate that my ex and I are on the same page on these kind of things because yeah. otherwise it would be difficult. Because it, it doesn't back do to that personal conversation with every single person you're touching, whether it's for consumers who wanted to buy or even just your family and friends, and saying, "Look, I'm in a business that is legit. First of all, right? Yep. These are the benefits that I've seen. So you almost have to convincing you know you have to convince from within." And then they spread the word for you, ideal scenario. And I think that's how your business has grown yep. too. It's your consumers, your customers coming, keep coming back, and then they tell their friends and family. Absolutely. And they show again. It's, it's all in like the results. They're showing them that we're no longer taking these medications, and I'm only now substituted with this natural thing. Obviously, it's working, you guys. Yep. For me. Exactly. So. Don't, don't, don't spy. Everyone's journey is different. Right. Yeah. Everybody's journey is a little different. And, and so. nothing but hemp. We make sure that all of the suppliers that we're working with are lab, third-party lab tested. We go further than that. We make sure that the third-party lab test they're working with is ISO certified. Mm-hmm. So that's the international standard uh, with manufacturing. And so we just make sure that it's, it's from an ISO facility. Um, it's safe. doesn't have any pesticides inside. Um, and it also doesn't have too much... THC, you know, the, the legal limit. Um, and it has the amount of, of CBD that it's supposed to have in the bottle. But the interesting thing is, is you'll usually see on every batch report that most of the CBD uh, products are a little bit higher than what it says on the bottle. Okay. So that's the interesting thing. So if a bottle says 500 milligrams, it might actually have 638 milligrams in it. So that's why it's important for the consumers to actually look at that batch information because it is very difficult to actually put into a vial, you know, the exact amount of 500. Okay. So usually go over. So for anybody who's interested in either learning about nothing but hemp or just diving a little bit more deeper into just the knowledge and education, are there a couple of websites you could recommend for normal consumers to go besides just, you know, (laughs) google.com? Yep. Uh, what are there some direct websites and or we, we have a blog we have a yeah. blog on our website and it's actually from a cannabis writer and um, she writes a lot of the blogs that are on there there's also a gentleman uh, named Nick he's from the Minnesota Daily originally okay um, so he is actually one of our writers so they'll actually conduct a bunch of research on these topics and then write about them right on our blog at nothingbuthemp.net um, there's also a lot of European studies that you can Google. Um, uh, that I would highly recommend. So if you're looking at long, you know, long-term data uh, in studies on CBD, look for those European studies online. 
Perfect. Well, we will make sure we check you out. You said it was nothing but hemp.net. Correct. All right, Steve, yeah. I'm sure that there will be other questions that we have as we go down the road, and, and hopefully your job gets more fun and you can stop being so stuffy. Yes, That'll be that's, great. that's good. <laughs> stuffy as Steve does not. I, I don't think I've ever known Steve yeah. as stuffy. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. And, Jayton, we always encourage people to go to your website, TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. I know that we are ramping up for the Actors Eskimo that yeah, is happening yeah. later this month. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, at the Hopkins Center for the Arts on Saturday, March 30th, all day, uh, all encompassing, everything to know about acting in Minnesota, on screen, behind the camera. We have uh, agents, we have casting directors, we have filmmakers auditioning, uh, uh, potential actors for their future projects. So uh, TwinCitiesFilmFest.org is where you find the information out about Twin Cities Actor Expo. And we are going to do our next episode of Be Our Geek live from the Twin Cities Expo. And I know we also have some fun films that are coming up. And in particular, there is a very geek-related film coming up very soon that actually talks about some of the origins of Dungeons & Dragons. I'm going to be uh, the moderator for the panel that is going on with that. So yes, we have lots of fun things. This is, that's, that information is also on our website. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. I think that thing I'm excited about that particular screening <laughs> is going to be at the um, Heights Theater yes. uh, in Columbia Heights. So. so we'll make sure that more information is out about that. You can always get a hold of us. You can find us at Be Our Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email us at BeOurGeek at gmail.com if there's something that you would like us to geek out about. And don't worry, we'll be back very, very soon. We'll see you in the next episode from the Twin Cities Actor, Actors Expo. Keep right, on Jason? binging. Hey, so thank you very much. We appreciate you listening to Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, My sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.